What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Happen podcast with our leadership series with Coach TJ Conley. Uh, we're talking about the three levels of leadership over these four episodes. So we started it off. We define leadership as influence um, and, and influencing a group of people to a common goal that, that betters everyone else's lives. Uh, and then the past episode, we went into level one synergy and, and we talked about three pillars, enthusiasm, gratitude, and loyalty. Uh, and then this episode, we are going to get into level two sweat. And then the following episode, we will get into service. So I'm super excited to talk about sweat. It's my bread and butter right here. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited to talk about this and dive into this again with you, coach. So yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. So level two, sweat. Uh, it's... It's like that person, that level two leader is that person that, you know, is showing up early, getting their extra work in. Uh, they're that person that's, you know, getting extra catches from the quarterback, extra catches on the jugs machine, extra ball handling, mm-hmm. extra stretching, like get, taking care of their body. They're that person that's showing up early and getting their work in. They're that person that stays late, gets those extra free throws in. They're that person that's getting extra catches off the from the punter. They're that person that's putting in that extra work after practice too. Um, they're always finding a way to get better. They have that growth mindset. You can tell, you can see it because they're putting in the work. They know that the way to get better is effort. They also have that self-control or that kind of person that's making sure that they're getting up early to get their breakfast in before mm-hmm. an early lift. They're that kind of person that has the self-control to shut off the Netflix and and go to bed early and make sure they're getting their sleep. Mm -hmm. They have that self-control off the field. They have that self-control on the field to control their emotions. They're that type of leader that is showing up to camp in shape because they grind it all off-season long. They have that gritty mindset where nothing's going to get in their way. They're going to keep on working. Yeah. To that person that's leading by example, mm-hmm. right? That's what sweat is. That's what level two is. It's leading by example. And I hear so many people, oh, I, I, I lead by example. Well, do you have that level one first? Do you have that foundation of synergy? You have the relationships. Do they know that you care? And are you really leading by example in every single way, right? Are you really leading by example and putting in all that extra work? I think one of the people that really comes to mind for me when it comes to level two is a man named Tim Tebow. And I had the pleasure of playing with Tim Tebow in New York with the Jets um, back in 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tim Tebow at that time, a Heisman Trophy winner, um, had started several games, several seasons for the Broncos at that time. I had beat us in New York the year before in a Thursday night game. It was tough. Uh, but he was a very famous person. He had the, oh, yeah. you know, kneeling, the Tebowing. Like, yeah. He was extremely well-known. Tebow mania. Yeah. And he shows up to New York. Uh, I remember his locker was just like two lockers down from mine. And... I remember when he came in, like he sat down, he's like introduced himself to me, um, like I didn't already know who he was, <laughs> you know, introduced himself, hey, I'm Tim, you know, and uh, really wanted to get to know me. It was like, oh, okay, like here's Tim Tebow, and he's asking me questions about where I'm from and my family and 
like what got me here to New York and like just wanted to to get to know me. He yeah. wanted to learn who I was. And I wasn't the only person. He was going around the whole locker room trying to get to know everybody. He was building relationships. He was building that synergy. And you know he always brought energy. Like you could feel it. You could see it when he was out there playing. He brought that enthusiasm. He was building these relationships. And he was so grateful for all the things that he had gone through in life, all the things that he had the opportunity to do and learn from. Um, and was building these relationships so that he could show us his loyalty to us and then in turn get that loyalty from us. Mm -hmm. So all those level one things, right? Yeah. But he was also that guy that was always out early to practice. And myself as a specialist, as a punter, like that's our bread and butter is getting out before everybody else is out on the field so we can get our extra work in. So I was always out there trying to get some extra punting in before practice, and Tim was always out there too. And eventually he was, you know, he wanted to throw to somebody. So like I was always out there. So eventually we started warming up together every day before practice. And um, same thing at the end of practice. He was out there trying to throw routes to guys and receivers are like bowing out like, hey, man, I got to go. And I was still out there trying to get my work in. So I would stand out there at the different spots that he needed somebody to stand at. And he would be dropping back and, and throwing rockets at me. Oh, my gosh, that guy had a strong arm. Um, but catching wow. balls from Tim after practice, yeah. right? So he was that guy that was always finding time to put in extra work. He was meticulous with his nutrition, like just so detailed, always making sure that he got everything in that he needed. He had that self-control. Um, he was just incredible. He was an incredible guy to, to have as a leader in our locker room. Um, had all those different attributes. You know, he had that growth mindset clearly all the work he was putting in he had that self-control he had that grit to show up every single day and do it over and over and over again so he was incredible he was a lot of fun yeah that's really cool greatest college football player of all time i'm just gonna put that out there i, I think I that's so. fair to say yeah I think that's fair to say so that's what sweat is that's what level two is it's leading by example and tim tebow is the first one that comes to mind for me so Let's get into the pillars. Yeah, absolutely. And again, these aren't in any particular order, like the levels are, but the pillars aren't. Um, The first one that I always like to present to our teams is mindset. And I've already talked about it a little bit already, but mindset. Mm -hmm. Pillar one is mindset. It's more more specifically a growth mindset. And there's those two different types, two different ends of the spectrum. There's your growth mindset that truly believes that you can get better at anything that you want. Like you have all these abilities, each ability can get better if you put in work, if you put in effort. Whereas a fixed mindset, the opposite end of the spectrum is that person that believes that you're born with abilities and those abilities are yours. And you gotta guard them and you gotta protect them and show how how really good you are because that's all you got, right? You don't believe that extra effort is going to get you better because that's all you got. Yeah. So effort is like this, when somebody asks you to put more effort, it's like an insult. Like, why would I put in more effort? This is what I got, right? And you're trying to protect it. You don't like to receive coaching when you have a fixed mindset because, again, it's like this insult to what you already got and you can't get better. Whereas growth mindset in person wants that, wants that coaching, wants that feedback. Um, So if you're going to be a 
level two leader and lead by example, we gotta have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. It's it's imperative, right? And we gotta believe that if we're going to get better, we've gotta put in effort and we have to have challenges, things that challenge us, things that maybe are a little bit outside of our current ability that we want to go achieve, things that are above what we're able to do right now. Absolutely. So we gotta challenge ourselves. We gotta think, we gotta believe that challenge is growth. Mm. Challenge equals growth. So if you're gonna be a level two leader, you gotta have this growth mindset and believe and think that challenges are what's gonna get me better. I gotta have challenges. I gotta be able to present challenges to the people that I'm trying to lead as well. Right? So you have to have that growth mindset. Mm-hmm. It's imperative. It's so critical. So we think that challenge is growth. When we're presented with a challenge, when a coach, like a strength conditioning coach, for instance, here, just an example that I, I don't know much about, right? But uh, when we give an example to, when we give a workout to an athlete and we know it's going to be tough, that athlete is either going to be like, you know, this body language is like, ah, oh, man. This is going to be tough. And looking around, like rolling their eyes to their teammates. Or they're saying, I love a challenge. I love a challenge. And then that shows everybody around them that that person's here to get better. That they have that growth mindset. So we say, I love a challenge. And what do we do? We show that good positive body language. Instead of rolling our eyes shaking our head, looking around the room, we're nodding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, love yeah. a challenge, and I want what you're giving me right now. I want it because I know it's going to get me better. Yeah. So that's pillar one. That's mindset right there. Mindset. I love it. And that just comes back to, to everything in life. 80% uh, psychology and then 20% mechanics. Like This is such – and that's why you start with the think out of all these pillars. It's so important. And really what you're saying, it's an identity shift fixed mindset is just something that plagues a lot of this world, unfortunately, and it's just such a mainstay in our culture. But I mean, you see with social media, everyone wants, it's always the highlights, right? It's never the failures. Mm -hmm. Um, And this takes me back even to that one uh, Michael Jordan commercial where I've missed Mm -hmm. this many shots, right? And and it's because of this um, that I succeed. And it makes me think about a time in my, my redshirt freshman year where I'm behind multiple NFL receivers uh, and not really playing. And at that point, I really wanted to break all the Cooper Cups records here, right? And absolutely mind-boggling numbers every year. And it got about two games in, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm already 500 yards past, you know, behind the, the pace. So, uh, you know, I just sat there, and I was like, oh, I, I felt like – I was a failure, and I remember talking to my receiver coach then, uh, Coach Pat McCann, and we just kind of talked, and he really reframed the way I was thinking about things, and and some of it totally was um, a fixed mindset where I wasn't seeing these challenges as an opportunity for growth. It was all about the performance, looking good, being being the the best, right, as opposed to being the best me, which long-term would is fighting for a spot and having such a competitive room, which we still do to this day. and so I think it's just so important to hear that is like we all struggle with it day to day, whatever. It is the easy option to go into that fixed mindset um, and and to go uh, and, and have a bad, bad physiology and, and mm-hmm. shake your head or there's just so many different options. But I think like the 
my thing that, that I come back to, one more tool for this first pillar here is I always ask myself, what's the most legendary response? Because questions controls your focus. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I ask that question, I get great answers. Yeah. Great answers. So as soon as I'm in like the cold tub or whatever, and I'll talk about that in a sec, but I ask, what is the most legendary response? And you're going to start to do some epic things. Yeah. I had so many different moments like that, but I think that's one thing that, that you could really take to get yourself into that, that growth mindset. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it'll, it'll pay off in the long run. I love it. Nice. Let's dig into pillar two. Absolutely. Pillar two, and again, I've already kind of mentioned it a little bit, is self-control. Mm -hmm. Self-control. A level two leader, somebody that leads by example, has got to have self-control. Like I said, it's that person that's waking up early to get their breakfast. And it's that person that's shutting off TikTok and, and getting their shut yeah. eye, getting to bed, right? That person that realizes that their circumstances don't control their actions it's their self-control they wow. have a choice yeah that's a good point right it's not the stuff around them it's their choice yeah a doesn't equal c that circumstance doesn't equal the response right it's our reaction our reaction our self-control that creates that response right so we have to have that that mindset that belief we got to think that i have a choice mm. I have a choice. Okay. And it's tough, man. It's tough. Sometimes like, especially in a game, you know, this, the heat of the moment and you're running down the field and it's fourth and 10 and the quarterback throws the ball up and the corner is clearly holding you as you're going up for this pass and you don't get it, but the ref doesn't call anything. Right. Self-control is that person that has the ability to make the choice that I'm not gonna throw my hands up and freak out on this ref. I'm gonna run back to the huddle. Or should have fourth down, I guess we're running back to the sideline, but we have that self-control to move on to the next play. And say, you know what? Good, good, make that call on me. I'm coming back in this next series. It doesn't matter what this corner does to me, I'm gonna get open, right? Good, throw me another challenge, I'm gonna tackle it, right? So what do we say? We say good. When things don't go our way, we find the good in it. Mm -hmm. We say good. And those people around us, those people that are, we're trying to lead, they're going to hear us say good. And they're going to follow. They're going to see that you have that self-control, that it's time to move on to the next play, that we're not going to live in the past. We're going to live in the present. And it's time to keep moving forward. Right? Mm -hmm. So we think, I have a choice. We say good. And what do we do? We bring the team together. We huddle the team, okay? Basketball example, bad call. Instead of throwing the hands up, we bring the team in. Bring those five guys, those four other guys on the floor together. And instead of talking about this bad call that just happened, we talk about what's going to happen next. Here's the plan, here's the play call, here's the defense that we got set up now, right? It's moving forward. It brings you away from yourself and it makes it about the team makes it about them, not about you, right? So we huddle the team. We think, I have a choice. We say, good, and we do. We bring the team together. We huddle the team. Mm. Oh, I love that good part there. It just gets me fired up. Yeah. And really, it comes back to some of the stuff we're talking about in level one, taking meanings that empower you, and that's a rule in my life. I only take the meaning 
that empowers me forward and and I am not perfect. <laughs> None of no. us are, right? Like, right. trust me, I get held, and, and it's so easy to do the palms up, and that's one thing we're working with our offense right now as we speak is we're eliminating this because there is no point. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It really doesn't serve. It, it, if anything, it probably hurts the team to get all caught up in something that you can't control, right? Yep. And that's some of us are, are in such a pattern of focus where we're focusing on things we can't control. But when I think about self-control, I just think about the cold. And mm. you know – Listeners know I love the cold and, and getting yes. in the, the lakes, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy, but it really roots back to some of the stuff I learned in middle school and, and early in high school from a guy named Jocko Willink, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners are very familiar with. Um, and he just talks a lot about discipline equal, equaling freedom. And, and self-control, really, the most disciplined individuals just keep them out of situations where they are getting tempted. It's not actually that they're the most disciplined right and so i think when it comes to self-control it's really putting yourself in situations where you're set up to succeed even talking about a book like atomic habits like that's what a lot of this the self-control comes back to your habits and and so you know i get in the cold tubs every single day and it's just become a part of like we talked about before my identity a habit a ritual a part of my discipline Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not a choice i'm just i fall back on my discipline and um I, I get in the cold tubs every single day, and it just reminds me that um, that self-control, if I can get into that tub and really control my response and really get myself to get in that painful environment, that when I'm out there doing planks and winter balls at 5.45 in the morning, it's nothing because I already went in the cold tub. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to get in the cold tub, or I did it the past three months every single day. Yep. Or when I get held, I was in the cold tub. Like, I control this. Yep. Um, and just like you said, too, like, the past doesn't equal the future. And that's, if you really get connected to that belief, it just liberates you. So I think it's so, so awesome. Let's get into the pillar number three. Give it to me. What is it? So the last one that I go over with our team teams is grit. Grit. Grit is that mindset that I'm going to tackle anything that comes my way and I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting over and over and over and over until I get what I want, what get what I need. Right? It's that mindset of never giving up. Right? If you're going to lead by example, if you're going to show level two sweat, you can't have give up in your nature. can't have it. Mm-hmm. It's grit. It's never stopping. Right? And you think about like what makes somebody gritty? What makes somebody never want to give up, never want to stop? And it all comes down to their motivation comes down to their motivation. You know that there's something more inside that person. They have that intrinsic motivation. It's not about just winning. It's not just about competing or about doing it for the fans or for the media or for social media, whatever. It's about something deep inside, right? That commitment. They are committed to growth. They are committed to getting better. They are committed to reaching their goals not just like i want to like some goals that i see people set but an i have to i have to do this that's what commitment is is i have to okay so when i think of grit i think of commitment i'm committed i have to accomplish these goals i have to not because anybody ever said anything like you have to do this. No, it's inside. I have to for me. That's commitment to me. And that's what we got to think about grit. Okay? If you're committed, 
I can't stop you. All right? If you're not committed, I don't know that I can help you. But if you are committed, I can't stop you because you have to. In your mind, I have to. Right? If you're not committed, I don't know. I don't know if we can help you. So what do we say? I'll tell you what, right now, like, there's a lot of people out there that have these goals that they want. And they're sitting there asking themselves, asking themselves, why aren't I getting what I want right now? Why aren't I the starting point guard on the team right now? Why aren't I the starting quarterback on our team right now? Why aren't I getting to the NFL? Well, let's break it down. Simple. You're not good enough yet. And that is so hard to hear sometimes. But you got to be honest with yourself. You got to realize that I'm not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would be the starter. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be in the NFL right now. Why aren't I there? It's because I'm not good enough yet. So what do we got to do? We got to get better. And it doesn't matter what gets in our way. We got to get better. Oh, coach, I got all these classes and I got this girlfriend and I got all this other stuff. I don't have time to get up early and eat my breakfast. It doesn't matter. Get better. You can find all these excuses. You can go on and on, but it doesn't matter. If you want, if you're committed like you say you are, it doesn't matter. You've got to get better. Doesn't matter. Get better. So we say DMGB. Doesn't matter. Get better. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We got to put in the work. Right? We got to, if we're going to be that person that people look at, look up to, that's getting the stats, like the person that's out there performing on the field, we got to lead by example. To get there, we have to be good at our skills, right? We have to be good at our skill. We have to be elite at our skill. Yeah. So we got to put in the work. We got to put in the time. We got to put in 10,000 hours. Mm. 10,000 hours of intentional work, intentional practice on our goals, on our skills. Okay? If we're going to truly lead by example, we got to put in those hours. Yeah. Oh. I got a story for you and for the audience here. Um, And this, to me, is like the epitome of grit. So I drive up and down Sunset Hill over in Spokane. It's like the old I-90 freeway. I live in Spokane. So come up to Cheney, I got to go up this hill. It's called Sunset Hill. And it's about a mile and a half long, and it is steep. Damn near every day I drive up that hill or maybe it's sometimes as I'm driving home, driving down that hill, I see this lady running the hill. And I've mentioned it to like other people in the neighborhood and stuff. And it's like, yeah, who is this lady? Like she is crazy. She's out there running nonstop. I've seen her at the bottom of the hill, like as I was just getting to the bottom and she's getting to the bottom at the same time and she doesn't miss a beat. She goes right back up that hill. I've seen her at the top of the hill before. Just I've seen her so many times, right? I've seen her at like every different spot. And I see her at the top. She doesn't get to the top and bend over and put her hands on her knees. She goes right back down the hill, right for the next rep. And man, I've seen her for like several months. And at some point I was like, man, I kind of know what's up with this lady. Like she is committed to whatever it is that she's doing. She is committed. She's out here every day putting in work. So one day I finally had like the time, I wasn't in a rush getting home or something. And 
uh, and actually had my son Braden with me too. And I was getting to the bottom of the hill and she was getting to the bottom of the hill. And I just whipped around, put it in the parking lot and waved her down. It's like, excuse me, miss, excuse me. And just said, Hey man, like I'm inspired by you. Like I've seen you out here running this hill over and over and over again. I've been telling myself, like, I got to come ask you what's driving you. Like what, what's your story? And she just spilled it off, man. Like she just let it all out because she's got quite the story and, and she loves when people want to know why she's out there. And her name is Kendra and she's known as the, the running lady. Spokesman Review did a big article on her actually a couple of months after I met her. And uh, she actually, believe it or not, is an Eastern Washington grad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. She graduated from the criminal justice department here at Eastern. She went on to Gonzaga and got her law degree there. And when she was in school there, uh, she kind of got mixed up in the wrong crowd. Um, started getting into some of the recreational drugs, started smoking a little bit of marijuana. Eventually it started becoming pills and getting into some Oxycontin, those types of things. The story goes on and on, but like eventually she ended up getting into some heroin um, and she got arrested and put in jail. She was the district attorney in Spokane at this time. Because it was after she graduated from Gonzaga, she got put in jail. She's addicted to heroin, and she got messed up with it and, and got put in jail. And she finally got out um, and kind of started hanging around the same people still and started getting into meth. And, like, all these drugs, like, I see her running up and down the hill. You can tell, like, there's some neurological things that are going on. And, like, talking to her, you can tell that she's had a rough, a tough life and she's actually the exact same age as I am graduated high school the same year that I did but she looks quite a bit older like you can tell that she's had a hard life um, and these drugs have made a huge impact on her and her and her health um, so she said you know once I got out of jail the second time after I was on meth I decided like I need to clean up my life I need to get healthy and she needed to switch her addiction to drugs to something else. And she got addicted to running. And running that hill, she enjoyed that challenge. She enjoyed that, like, that pain of, of accomplishment, right? That accomplishment of getting over that discomfort um, and pushing herself to her limits, like these internal highs instead of the, the drug highs, right? Um, and she's just committed to her health and just getting better. But truly inspiring woman to, to see her out there. I still see her to this day. I've seen her for like the last three years out there just running, running, just getting healthy, staying healthy. And she's committed to it clearly. And she's doing it every day. So she's showing that grit. And it doesn't matter. She's got to get better. It doesn't matter if that hill is covered in a foot of snow. I've literally seen her out there in a foot of snow running that hill. It doesn't matter. She gets better. She finds a way to get better. She's committed. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible story. I remember the first time you told me that. It's really just powerful stuff. I mean, after you hear that, if you don't want to go make a change, like, mm. 
change your shoulds to musts. That's what you're saying. You're committed to doing it. And most people, they should all over themselves. But, like, you, you will not get it done until you get enough leverage on yourself. And really what you're saying is the power of why. Mm-hmm. So important. And I just it just makes me think, like, just to finish this this episode off here, like, there's no shortage of incredible lawyers. There's no shortage of incredible NFL players. Like, if you are as good as uh, Tyreek Hill, you will get paid like Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. right? It's not because you're, you get like you said, not because of the politics, right? It's not because the politics you're not starting on your D1 team, your, your high school team. Like, you really just aren't good enough. Be so good that you're undeniable. Mm-hmm. And that's what that third pillar is all about. Um, so that, that's all we got here for, for level two sweat. Uh, I hope you guys gained a lot out of this uh, and a bunch of actionables to go off of. Okay, so do you want to give the preview then? Uh, sure, yeah. So you can just say that, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Okay. It's level two. Yeah, so that is level two. Uh, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed a lot of actionables for you guys to work off of. Uh, I'm super excited for the next episode, which is going to be level number, remind me again. Yeah, level three. Yep, we're going to be talking about serve, servant leadership. Yep, and these first two levels are really about creating that better teammate, right? That better person, that better human being. And now we really get to get into the weeds of becoming a true leader, like what you got to do to be a leader. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's really good to talk about this too. I mean, to me, level two is not easy, but a lot of people say they lead by example, and you've met so many level two leaders, but how many level three leaders? I mean, it's, oh, it's a handful. It's rare. rare. Very it's rare. It's very rare. Yep. I mean, yeah, it doesn't take a ton of skill to be a level two leader. That level one and level two is really about effort and putting it in. Level three is the skill part of leadership, and it's tough. It's tough to master. I sure, I certainly haven't mastered it yet, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be a lifelong endeavor for all of you out there, but I'm super excited. You're going to want to tune into the finale coming up here. I appreciate all you guys. Please share this around with, with leaders, people that need to hear this, and this is going to be good. You guys can always come back to these episodes for reviews. I know that you'll be using it for your athletes to come. My little brothers, everybody I know back in Canada, you guys are going to be coming back to this. So I appreciate all of you. Share this around, review it, and and have a great day. Make it happen, out.